excuse me, but your wife's cookies are out of this world. What up? Who told you you can eat my cookies? Mm. Oh, these cookies. I gotta get the retrograde from Les. Put that cookie down, now! Dude, you never eat another man's wife's cookies. Yeah, well, if she's putting them out there for you, you gotta, you gotta grab them. Listen, just because they're out there doesn't mean they're yours. You gotta avoid temptation. I don't know, man. Where I come from, if she's putting them out there, you, you take them. You take what you can get. If, she, if they're there for you, you take all right, them. All right, all right. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to The Last Row. This is uh, part one of our two-part Christmas movie special. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my very good friend, Badway. We want to welcome all new listeners. For those that don't know, this is a podcast where we watch movies that may not have been loved by the critics and try to find their silver linings. Yeah, well, we'll discuss what worked, what didn't work, and we'll put our own little twisted spin on certain plots, maybe, um, you know, explore the universe of the movie, so to speak. I like it. I like it. And I take all the cookies. Yeah. (laughs) So before, I mean, I guess not before we get into it, right? Everybody knows what we listen to based on the clip. I would would assume. And the title of the episode. Right. Why don't you tell people about the movie? Well, the movie we're watching is Jingle All the Way, 1996. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores 17%. I think that's a little low. The critics don't like it. That's low. IMDb 5.3, which is also, that's 50-50. What is this rated? Controversial. What is this rated? Rated PG. I, I gotta tell you, I, this brings me back to Mighty Ducks. We did the first episode on Mighty Ducks. I feel like PG, there were some moments in here that, that I felt like would not fly in a PG movie today. Oh, I, I I definitely agree with with all the innuendos and some of the language. There's a lot of sexual innuendo in this movie, at, mostly at the on the hands of Phil Hartman. Right, and yeah. I'm not complaining. Right. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm a little surprised that it got a PG. Right. So anyway, what what's the synopsis for this? Well, movie? The, the, the long story short, uh, Jingle All the Way is about a workaholic dad named Howard Langston, who is Arnold Schwarzenegger. By the way, Howard Langston. That <laughs> is that a name for no. come for on. an Austrian man? Yeah. No. Howard Langston? No. I mean, if you think about um, True Lies, Harry Tasker. Harry. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's along the same lines. Like, what, yeah. who are these name generators for Arnold? I, we got to create one. Yeah. I know we did it for Jack Bauer on the on the Jack yeah. Bauer alias generator yeah. back in the day. But they don't fit at all. I mean, no. the, the Jack Bauer aliases they fit, but we Harry might, Tasker and Howard Langston. We no. might need to we might need to make a make an Arnold name generator. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Howard Langston wants to make things up to his son Jamie and his wife Liz for. For being kind of a, a deadbeat dad, a workaholic dad. A right? crappy dad. Yeah. He promises to get his son Jamie the hottest toy of the season, the Turbo Man. <laughs> Jamie! The big toy Turbo Man. Uh, even though it's Christmas Eve and the toy's sold out everywhere. Like, it's laughable. Nobody has it. This is 1996. So you can't go online and get it. As Langston hunts down the elusive gift, he runs into mailman Myron, played by Sinbad. Classic 90s guy. Yeah, and if you're under 30 years old, you're like, who? <laughs> this guy's name is Sinbad. He was a stand-up comedian. He's pretty funny. It's his actual stage yeah. name, or real—I yeah. don't know what his name is. Sinbad. But that's his name. We're yeah, not making this up. Yeah. His real name is Sinbad. And Sinbad—he's another father who's on the same quest. Um, you know, last-second gift trying to get this Turbo Man. Uh, with the clock winding down, Langston's moral code is tested, and he starts to learn the real meaning of Christmas. Isn't that nice? That sounds like a great movie, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, I don't think it's seventeen percent worthy or five point three worthy, but. I, mean, I guess we'll, we'll get into we'll it. We'll get into why it was 17. I have my ideas on that. But yeah. Tell, okay. tell us how that, tell, tell about the game. Well, reaches. look, so if you're new to the show, um, welcome. We're glad to have you. We've done two episodes so far. Uh, really enjoying it so far. Um, if you have not already, you can find us on our website at thelastrowpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, or if you want to tweet us, it's at thelastrowpod. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelastrowpod. We're also on Google+. We also have a voicemail line, so you can call us, leave us any thoughts on any movies that you like. Uh, if you want to tell us what you think about this movie, hit us up. It's 415-779-LAST. That's 415-779-5278. And if you haven't done it, and you're a listener of the podcast and you enjoy what we do, please, please head out to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. It really helps us out if you do that. Thank you to the uh, seven people already left us a review seven. at this time. Uh, three text. You don't even have to leave us text. Just submit a review. Uh, it really does help us out a lot. Yeah, so subscribe. Yeah, and subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on all kinds of stuff. You can find us all on our website. Um, we are going to be doing this for a long time now. So let us know what you think and hit us up. Subscribe and the episodes come to you. Yes. <laughs> Directly <laughs> delivered to your I'll iPhone. I'll hand deliver them. Yeah. I'll, <laughs> that way we'll hand deliver yeah. them to you, to yeah. your iPhone. He will yeah. bring them to you through the electronic airwaves. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway... 
now that they know how to get in touch with us, let's just start talking about this movie. Yeah. I mean, what it, have you seen this before? I have seen it. Well, I didn't see it in theater, but I, I think I remember like writing it on VHS back in the day. And I remember I was maybe 12 or 13 at the time, and I didn't like it. I hated it. I thought it was dumb because I feel like the 12, 13 year old rage is not where this movie is focused. I think you're right yeah. on that. It's either for like a seven, eight year old or it's for an adult that's who going has through fond this. memories of Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. or for maybe a maybe a, a parent. Yeah. Somebody that's trying to get yeah. the hot toy for their kid or something like that. Yeah. I, one thing that I think is cool about this movie is, so, you know, for the people that, that grew up before us, I mean, we're children of the 80s and 90s and, and early 2000s, right? We yeah. Our childhood was primarily in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. That gives you an early, idea. Of, early to mid-90s was our wheelhouse. That gives much, you an yeah. idea of how old we are. But at, at that point, you know, I'd always grown up seeing A Christmas Carol on TV, and it was always on TNT, 24 Hours of A Christmas Carol. Right. Yeah. One of the things that I really like and appreciate now is the fact that this movie is now on reruns and, and yeah. I think it's like TBS or something. Yeah, does they always run it. 24 hours yeah. of it. Yeah. And, and it, I actually saw this growing up. I didn't see it in the theater, but I did see it. Like my dad rented the tape or something when I was a kid yeah. and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Like, I know that you said you didn't love it. That I didn't much, like it. Yeah. I just liked it. I liked Arnold at the time. I used to watch action movies and it reminded me of kindergarten cop, which I also really like a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but, but this movie to me was a fun movie and I hadn't seen it for a long time because I didn't really want to buy the DVD or something like that. Yeah. Um, so when I was watching it, it started to show up on TV and I got really excited and I actually own this movie now. Right. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was going to get to is I didn't like it as a kid, but I think I saw it for the first time since I was a kid about three yeah. or four years ago and I loved it. It was such, it was like a night and day. It was like the, the, the switch had flipped and I love this movie now and it's a staple of my Christmas viewing. It definitely um, is. Right. So, I mean, yeah. It's a classic. Like, it, it, if you love Arnold, you're generally going to love this movie. And I, we'll get into what we really think yeah. of, like, the movie from a cinema quality. Yeah, make no mistake. The movie's terrible. Yeah. But it's fun. There's, you can put aside a terrible movie as long as it's fun. And this movie is very fun. And I think where we come from, you know, it doesn't need to win an Oscar to enjoy it. You don't no. need to have this crazy Leonardo DiCaprio performance. Right. I but mean, from anyway. The, from the writing to the directing to the acting, most of it is bad. But it's just they're having a good time, and that's all that matters. And especially for with the Christmas movie, if you think about Christmas movies, most of them aren't very good. Yeah, you're really, right. From a story standpoint, you're right. Uh, yeah, because I mean, there's nothing out there that that I mean, even like these old school movies like Miracle on Thirty First Street and all that. They have very right. simple plots. Yeah, they're not like you know. I mean, there's some comedies that are pretty funny. I mean, this falls in that category, I guess. But you're right. From from a an Oscar winning standpoint, what's the last movie that won? an award. I can't think of right. any off the top of my head. I mean, they're all, they all have flaws, but as long as it's fun, that's what, that's what matters. So, so the last movie we watched was gone in 60 seconds. And that was about uh, a relationship between two brothers, one really crappy brother and one older brother. Um, this one deals a lot with like Arnold as a parent, but yeah. before we get into the relationships, uh-huh. I want to talk to you a little bit about, just the toy and and this this whole idea of just Black Friday slash any kids any toys that you had as a yeah. kid. I mean, was there something that that you wanted as a kid so bad that you wanted as much as this kid in this movie? That Turbo Man, I gotta have it. Well, yeah, I, I remember very specifically. I don't know what year it was, but I was super into Ghostbusters. Still, I am. Yeah, embarrassing, who isn't, right? embarrassingly so. Who isn't? Yeah, I mean, I have toys, you know. For now, (laughs) as do you, as I'm looking at your shelf. Yes, (laughs) I'm looking at the picture of Vigo sitting behind uh, you. But back then, I mean, the real Ghostbusters, the the uh, the cartoon, um, obviously the toy line, the firehouse. Yeah, wanted the firehouse so bad. Did your mom let you have the slime? Well, that's the thing. My mom. So come Christmas morning, I saw the box and I was like, "That's the freaking firehouse!" I knew it. (laughs) Rip that baby open. Yes, it was the firehouse. No, the slime was not in there. It oh. was pre-taken out by my mother. Still don't forgive her to this so day. So Mama Badway did the yeah. same thing that Mama Drew did. It's she bull. She took she took the slime out because yeah. she didn't want to get the carpet dirty. Can't make a mess. But you know what? I would have totally made a mess. Yeah, me it too. It would have been all on the carpet. It's a great move That's by called her. good parenting. It's good parenting right there. That's called I good parenting. still hate her for it. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky if she gets a call on Christmas from me. I think, you know, Ghostbusters <laughs> is, is a big toy. Um the one that I think that really comes to mind when I think of Turbo Man and this toy, and you'll see it in the opening montage in this movie, yeah. where like Turbo Man's fighting these little monsters, it really reminds me a lot of Power Rangers. Yes, 
And Absolutely. I mean, I've heard stories from my mom, uh, my parents. I mean, I love my parents. They're amazing. They, they were so good to me growing up. They I love your got, parents too. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. they got me like all the Power Ranger toys and like, I mean, kind of how you felt about the Ghostbusters stuff. Yeah. I was really into Power Rangers as right. a kid. Uh-huh. Like my brother and I were too. And like, we got a lot of them. I cannot imagine what they went through to get these things. I like to imagine it was exactly like right. this movie. So they were, they were in high demand. See, I wasn't into the Power Rangers. We were about the same age, but for some reason I never really gravitated towards Power Rangers. Yeah. I, I don't know why I liked it. It just, it was on after Well, school. everyone loved it. I mean, I wasn't trying to rebel against anybody. Yeah. I just, for some reason, I just, it, I just, it didn't catch on for me. It, it was a fun thing. I mean, I I think that, like, I can imagine our parents going through hell trying to get these things. So, I mean, yeah. there's other toys, like, yeah. was it Tickle Me Elmo? Tickle Me Elmo. I mean, that, that wasn't was, that for was, us. That but. was after our, our childhood. But still, I remember that being a thing on news. Now, as far as the firehouse goes, I'm not sure if it was a hot toy. I don't think my yeah. parents climbed over people to get it. But Maybe you, they did. That's the thing. Also, about being a kid, you don't really know what kind of hell your parents went through on Christmas. Didn't you have Optimus Prime, too? I mean, that's like the coolest one, I right? did have Optimus yeah, Prime. Yeah, see, that's awesome. I think it was after the Toys Transformers craze, though, so a little easier to get. Yeah, but that but that's cool. I mean, yeah. th- those are the type of hot, yeah. hot big-ticket items. Yeah. Like Major you know, characters... Yeah. Gotta have them. Like, yeah. but I, I like how in the movie Booster is this toy that nobody wants. It's like they want Turbo Man. Yeah, they can't get they can't get him. So it's like the shelves are just littered with yeah. Booster dolls. The kids, the kids hate him, and, and they hate him. So Booster is this pink monster, it's like a furry or something. like a furry. But he's like he's the good, he's a good guy. He's, he's Turbo Man's sidekick. He's like a dog. Yeah, yeah. He kind of looks like a dog or a wolf. But let me ask you this: Were you were you also disturbed by his gold underwear? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I didn't even notice that so until you this, mentioned it. Yeah, now. it's this monster guy, dog. Like, it's a big furry suit. Yeah. But for some reason, its crotch is covered with these gold <laughs> undies, right? It's PG, PG man. Yeah. I guess that. But I it's know. like, you could have, you could have make him, you could make him, what is it? Is it anamorphous? I don't know. Is, I don't know what the, the word, word is. for that. I know what you're saying. You know man. what I mean? Yeah, I, like, I you just. I'm not an English major. Not asexual. Like, yeah. he's just, yeah, like, yeah. no sex at yeah. all. It's just yeah. a, like an animal. androgynous. Yeah, that, yeah. That's the word. You don't, you know, there has there doesn't have to be anything down there, but it's like, he could just be like a regular dog. Like, I Cat in the Hat has no underwear on. Yeah. Know? I guess they're trying Bugs to... Bugs has no, one, no, no pants on. I guess. Why does, it, why does he have to have the, these these gold Speedos on? He says gold undies. It really disturbed me. I feel like, I don't know, maybe they're just, it's the superhero theme of like, he's just, wear, he just wearing the I pants like or it. something. I, I didn't, don't know. I didn't, I didn't see it as a kid. Like I didn't like, um, I mean, I saw the, I didn't see the undies as a kid. Yeah. I, did, I didn't really like, you notice it now as an it didn't adult. Affect me. I noticed it and it really bothered me. I'm like, that's <laughs> made it worse. I mean, what, what's the modern day equivalent of something like booster? I mean, is it the power Rangers? Like, I, I mean, like you said, you weren't into power Rangers, but like, is it, yeah. you know, the putties or something? Yeah. If you, you get, guys know you what I'm putty, talking about. Or like, say, uh, you're looking for uh, Donatello yeah. on Christmas morning, and you open it up, and you get a foot soldier. Yeah, like a you, foot soldier. You get April O'Neil. You're like, yeah. well, what the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, and you're not a collector at that yeah, point. Right. Like, you don't want the whole set. Yeah. You want the you cool... want the star. You want the yeah. main attraction. And I got April O'Neil. What am I going to report the news? In, in, in my, I mean, uh, I would love to hear what I would love to hear what our listeners. You know what what are some of the toys that you guys got as kids that that you love. Um, you know, what, what are the toys that you got that you didn't want? Um, yeah. I mean, like, what was your booster? Yeah. Any Christmas disappointments? I, I want you guys to write into us. So send us an email, um, or, or tweet us. It's at the last row pod or the last row podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you guys think. Cause I mean, we, we have a whole list of them. I leave them on the comments, yeah. um, on the SoundCloud player that we have, you guys can leave comments on the recording. So leave them at this point. I think that'd be pretty oh. cool to get some. I'll share a quick uh, Christmas disappointment. It's so stupid. I remember, but I remember it. <laughs> yeah, like it was yesterday. I wanted the Adams Family movie on v- on VHS. On VHS, you know that the the one with Raul Julia, yeah, and yeah. Lloyd and all that, like the main <laughs> one, right? I wanted that. I wanted it so bad because yeah. the movie was really cool. Uh, open it up Christmas morning. VHS tape. It was the Adams Family TV show. Oh my, my god, the cartoon? Got me, no, no, no. Oh, the old, like the school? old one. And I was so mad. Like, I was such an asshole. Oh, my God. Such a, such a jerk to my mom. And oh, I apologize. Man. No, there, I mean, there's such a thing as I was disappointed. But, it, like, it's as a kid, it's like you're so focused on the toy. It's yeah, like, there, that's, that's the horrors of Christmas, There, There is a thing. I mean, obviously, you grew up now. And, like, before you had the, the tact and before you had the ability to not feel bad about right. that kind of thing. You could, you, fake, know? you could fake a bad gift anytime now. It's so easy. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love it, dear. It. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess, I mean, that's that's kind of how we feel about the toys. And I think there's a lot of modern equivalents of this thing, but 
I mean, there's a lot of other thoughts that I kind of have initial thoughts on this movie. I mean, I, I don't want to get into all the details, but yeah. I'll give you a couple off the top of my head. Go I know it. we're going to dive into them. Yeah, go for it. Um, I love Arnold. It's a classic kids Arnold movie. Um, I also wrote down that I love Phil Hartman in this movie. Yeah, he was he was the best actor of the movie He's by awesome. far. He was great. Yeah, he he to me is like Coach Riley in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. Like he just kind of made the movie for me. Like yeah. he wasn't the main character, but he was so good in his role that right. I thought he was awesome. I thought that he was. It was like an SNL character in a way. Like he was so good on SNL. Um, he just like he. It was such like a weird character, and it yeah. kind of had a dual a duality to it. Yeah, and he. He plays that so well, and it was just, he was leaps and bounds better than anyone else in the movie. I know we typically recast these things, and we have a point about that later, but you'll find that it was very difficult for us yeah. to find any replacement for him. Um, so why don't we just get into, like, what worked and what didn't? I mean, at a very high level, and then we can dive into some of the bigger bullet points that we wrote down. So what worked for you in this movie? Uh, well, first of all, it's Arnold. I mean... Yeah. This movie's for Arnold. It's made for Arnold. I I'm mean, positive it had to be written for him. I mean, the movie, I mean, he's like, he's not a good actor, obviously, but it's not why he's an actor. It's not why people love him. Yeah. He's got that charm. Right. So, but if Arnold wasn't in this movie, I feel like it would just be sad and depressing, kind of. Yeah. You know, imagine I think just, that's a good point. Imagine actually. a regular guy. We'll, we'll, we'll recast it later. Um, you know, also, Sinbad was another thing that worked for me. You needed a stand up role with a little bit of. Uh, improvisation yeah like improvisational the skills you got the chops yeah to kind of like carry arnold through these comedic moments because arnold doesn't have the verbal comedy down he has physical comedy now he yeah. verbal comedy. that's what sinbad was for the fast talking yeah. guy yeah and also the message of the movie like the consumerism it was very good commentary all about how these parents will kill each other for these toys and they'll also spare their family time in order to get them and they kind of lose track of what the holiday season is all about. And they kind of think that getting the toy is the important thing, yeah. not like trying to spend time with their kids. Right. Right. So, I mean, as little plot as this movie does have, it did kind of have a nice holiday message yeah. there throughout. So yeah, no, about, I agree with you. And anything else? Um, I don't know. I, I, for me, I think that's, you kind of nailed it. I, I liked that it was kind of cartoony. Like yeah. it, it didn't take itself seriously. Like even to the point where like bombs exploded and it, it like the guy lived, like it was very campy and yeah. like, it was not serious. And it I like that. Almost like Looney Tunes esque. Yeah. 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 And, and I like that. I think yeah. that was kind of fun. Yeah. Like it made it more fun. Right. So uh, I thought and, that was pretty good. And also one last thing is, um, I like the kid in it too. I liked Arnold's kid. I thought that he was very realistic as a little kid, yeah. I have an eight-year-old nephew. Okay. And this kid has a lot of the same mannerisms. What do you think of the kid? Listen, I'm going to tell you something. So that if you look at my list, I know we yeah. compiled lists separately here, but my list for what worked and what didn't work, yeah. the first item on my list for <laughs> what didn't work for me is, I'm going to read it verbatim, okay? Right. This is exactly what it says. Yeah. What didn't work? Caring about this kid getting his present. <laughs> Bullet point two, this kid sucks. Oh, come on. <laughs> listen, I, I do not like this kid at all. Yeah. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I feel like, listen, I love your nephew. I think he could have acted a million times. He's not an actor, and I feel like he would have been better in this than this kid. All right, so I have this eight-year-old. Star Wars kid. Yeah, I have this eight-year-old nephew, and he's very, very outgoing. And he has a lot of the same manners as this kid. Maybe maybe I'm a homer here. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe I'm just loving this kid too much because I see my nephew in him, but... Some of the manners, for example, he's watching the cartoon of Turbo yeah. Man, and he's standing up when he's watching it. That's a kid move. <laughs> kids do that. Yeah, kids that's a do kid that. thing. So I bet they put this kid in front of the TV and says, watch this movie like it's, like it's exciting. And he did the kid movie, stood up. I don't want to give credit to the writers or directors. Yeah. He did that on his own. That's a kid thing. <laughs> no, no way. Yeah, he did it. He did it. Second of all, when he's explaining to Arnold what he wants for Christmas... And like he's so depressed because Arnold's kind of like yeah. Arnold screwed up, and we'll talk about the plot later. And sure, he disappointed his son again. Okay, trying to get back at his son, he asks him, "What do you want for Christmas?" And he goes, "Kid jumps up and recites the commercial verbatim, including <laughs> batteries not included." And he does the little, little voice inflections to like match the the commercial. Yeah, that's a kid move, total kid move. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen my own nephew do this. <laughs> That leads me to believe that this kid has got it. He's got, he's it. got it. He's got it. Let me ask you a question. Where is he right now? <laughs> I don't know. He's... Where did this kid get? I'm... Where did he go? He landed Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. He's also terrible in that too. Yeah. But I want I want you all to go Google this guy, okay? Because if you like, I said before, like, and I don't hate this kid as a person. Yeah, you I, do. I obviously, don't you hate his guts. You wish he was dead. No, no. <laughs> that's that's extreme. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't it. think that. I, I'm paraphrasing, but, but they pretty I, much said that. But. No, my thing is that 
I just didn't like him in this movie. And but I, I want you all to go go Google this kid. Go go do a Google image search because if you're like us, I said we're kids of the '90s. Boy Meets World is a huge show for us. I want to I want you to look at like the first five pictures that come up for this kid. He looks exactly <laughs> like he's worshiping Sean Hunter and he's yeah. trying to look like Sean Hunter. Yeah, he he's late '90s grunge all the way. I'm telling you, go look up <laughs> Jacob Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. It, it comes up. I'll post it on Twitter. I'll put it on our Twitter page. But he looks exactly like him. But anyway, I don't want greatest wanna, kid actor of our generation. I don't want to talk too much Let's about go. this kid. But another note that I had, and I don't know why I put it under what didn't work because I think it's funny. Um, I noticed that this movie. So one of the, in the opening credits. A lot of movies don't always do that anymore. But yeah. opening credits, it was the the guy who wrote this movie. His name is Randy Cornfield with a K. <laughs> now listen, that sounds like a pseudonym to me. Okay, yeah. like a, or like a name, like a, a fake name for somebody who's embarrassed. Like right. I, I know this quick story here. I had a friend of a friend who knew somebody that was a musical composer person. Uh-huh. And and they, <laughs> I guess they were telling the story. Now, I don't know if this is true or not. Okay. But they were saying to break into the industry, you have to do a lot of work. So some of the work that you have to do is not necessarily work that you want to put your name on. I, so I see where you're going. Music that might appear on Cinemax at 11, 11.30 on like a Friday night. Do you think, I, do you think I'm familiar with this guy's work? I I, I don't know. Maybe. You might be. <laughs> but, I, but anyway, this, this, I guess this thing that reminded me of it was that story because it's like they said that they they would need to get work so they need to put themselves out there but they couldn't use their real name because they didn't yeah. want to say that they were in you know so-and-so movie it, it's you isn't it right no 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 no, no. <laughs> i am not a musical person so but, if if a guy walks up to you and he goes you're talking about composers you're like you know my favorite composer is it's randy cornfield <laughs> You know that guy's watching the Skinamax. I mean, Ra- Randy, caught, Cor- right? Randy Cornfield sounds exactly like something from that. It sounds yeah. like an actor in the movie. No, yeah, it's the, he was totally embarrassed to have his name attached to this movie, and I get it. I so, do. I mean, and and rightfully so, because I get it. Like, it's not, it's a family movie, but it wasn't great. Like, it, it, I still loved it, and I'm going to say that right. the whole episode here while we record yeah. this. I love this Terrible movie, movie so much. Terrible but, movie, but, but we love it. So we're totally biased. Yeah. But, but you're right. Not his real name at all. 100%. Right. Yeah, so, can't be. I mean, we talked a little bit about this too, but... One of the things that that we said about Gone in sixty seconds was the relationship between the brothers. Um, yes. The the main thing for me in this movie is the relationship between Arnold and his son. Right. And Arnold is a terrible, horrible, deadbeat dad. He was never there. He's just working. He was never there. He's working, trying to trying to make some money for his family, but he gets so wrapped up in his work that he he just forgets that he has a family. He's selling mattresses, right? Yeah, I, I guess, right? I mean, is that what he's doing? Right, I, I believe it's mattresses of some kind. I looked it up, and I mean, I couldn't look it up. I, I was just watching it, and I was, like, confused because it had the computer system on, like, this really old, like, Mac computer. Yeah, it was terrible. He had, like, a yeah. laptop that was, like, bigger than a, a today's desktop. It was pretty pretty dated, but he's, like, telling everyone he's the, the number one customer <laughs> and, like, gets to a point where he's talking to his wife on the phone, yeah. and, like, he, he ends the call with his wife by saying, don't forget, you're my number, you're my one, number customer. one customer. <laughs> and it's like, and then he's like, oh, oops. And that just showcases like how bad he is, but how great he is. Yeah. See, so I had a problem and it was, do you believe for a second that a man looking like Arnold Schwarzenegger would be any kind of businessman? No. And I'm not just talking about the muscles. I'm just talking about his face, talking about his voice. I'm just, everything about this is just No. I don't believe it. It's so unbelievable. That's the number one most unbelievable. People got exploded in this movie. People were flying in jetpacks in this movie. People were beating up Santas in this movie. But I can't get past Arnold as a businessman. Selling mattresses. Selling mattresses. It's just not happening. I, who buys a mattress over the phone, too? On Christmas Eve. Who who buys a mattress on so, the phone? So the scene is he's burning the midnight oil. There's a Christmas party going on in his office. He's in his office frantically signing papers the phone's ringing off the hook it's christmas eve who's buying these mattresses I, but forget that forget that is he is arnold a businessman no absolutely is not. there any chance in hell that man absolutely that looks like not. this face body voice <laughs> anything I, but is he could he be a kindergarten teacher too i don't know i don't think so you yes. know yes yes you, th- you think you believe him more as a kindergarten teacher than a businessman that movie's a true story <laughs> Undercover that was, that was, cop. That was based on true events. We got to do that one at some point too. I don't know what the ratings are on that, but I, I would love to do that one because it's just a fun yeah. movie. And the second thing, if if I may, please. Arnold, he's a big guy, right? Yeah, muscular. Yes, big muscles. 
muscle bound, bench press, thousand pounds. Bodybuilder. Bodybuilder. Would his body look like that if he was a workaholic? If he didn't, I mean, I didn't see any weights in his office. No. Did you? No. Would he be toned, ripped, shredded if he's never around to see his family? If he's answering the phone nonstop, ringing off the hook? I don't think so. If he was in shape and he got that high to a position, he'd be all flab. What's a, it? What's a movie? Isn't there like a movie where some dude's like exercising in his office while he's on the phone or something? I, I can't even remember what it is, but it, it's like maybe I'm thinking of White Goodman. And it, it's not that, but I'm thinking something of a like guy that, like he's got the the barbell while he's got a headset yeah, on or, or something. Like, yeah, the guy like yeah. having the headset, or maybe I'm thinking of uh, McConaughey in uh, Tropic Thunder where he's like playing Wii tennis while he's on the phone. Well, he is doing that. Like, yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, that's not working out necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I guess to some people it is, but I, you know, in general it's not, but right. I, I, unless he's doing that short of that great observation, right? I don't not, think that he it would just, be. it bugged me of all the ridiculous things in this movie. It just, those two things bugged me and it's all Arnold based. I mean, he, he's a pretty bad father and, and I, I mean, I think he doesn't realize it though. That's the thing. It's innocent, you know, yeah. it's innocent and, and he needs well. He does. He means well. He, he just yeah. thinks that he's putting food on the table for his family. They never really said what his wife does. So maybe she doesn't work and maybe he's providing for the family. So he thinks, okay, I got to work hard so I can have a good life for my family. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's a bad father because I think you'll, you'll see it through the movie. He thinks of more about material things than I think being a dad and kind of raising his kid and just being there for him. Right. Now I'm not a father. So right. obviously I know, like from a lot of other people that are parents, it's a pretty hard job. Yeah. It's a pretty hard job. So I'm sure. not trying to belittle how right. easy it is to, to work and, and whatever raise a family. But at the same time, like he made this whole thing about, I built this clubhouse for him and it was the greatest day because I built it and I gave it to him and it was this thing. I, 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 right? Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, what about the kid? Did he even want the clubhouse? Yeah. He said, I, I don't know. Did he even ask for it? Well, he's not in it right now. I think he, he built it, it thinking, all right, I'm going to do this and this kid's going to love me. Like, he doesn't really know how to be a father. You know what the kid wanted? He wanted to build it with him. Yeah, I see, that's right. That's and probably that's what we true. we learn later in the movie. Not so much the clubhouse specifically, but he wants to spend time with his dad. Was your dad around? Yeah. Was he there? I, I love my dad. Was your He's dad a, working too much? No. I mean, he worked a lot, but, you know, he, he was always doing stuff with the family. So it's like, he wasn't, I mean... I have a great dad, so I can't say that it was better or worse or whatever, but it's like, for for me, he tried to spend time with the family. You know, it wasn't like, oh, right. let me buy this for you, and now I'm happy. He didn't build you a clubhouse, though, did he? No. <laughs> Papa Drew, man, I gotta, I gotta call him up. No, but... No, your dad's great. <laughs> th- throughout this movie, though, I mean, you, you see kind of how bad he is. Why don't you t- tell us about some of the stuff he does? All right, so I have a list of crimes that Arnold committed throughout this movie. In order to get his son, the Tioba Man. <laughs> <laughs> Tioba Man. Well, first of all, he's trying to steal toys from children. I mean... That's, like, pretty bad. So there's, there's, there's theft. It's not grand theft, but it's theft. The Petty theft. Petty theft. He impersonates a police officer in the Santa shop. So what he, With what, a toy badge. Yeah. So what he's trying to... What he's trying to bootleg the, the Spanish Turbo Man, what he tries <laughs> to do from a mall Santa, which, by the way, is Jim Belushi... Yeah, awesome scene. <laughs> yeah, great, great cameo. I'm pretty sure Big Show was in there too. Yeah, the Big Show was in there. I think Vern Troyer was in there too. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of nice little cameos in that scene. But um, but yeah, he, so when the cops try to bust the ring, he just picks up a toy badge and impersonates a police officer. That's a felony, son. <laughs> felony. I like how the cops completely fell for it too. Yeah. Like he didn't think twice about it. He just picked up the yeah. badge. It was awesome. I love that scene. It's one of my favorites. Punches a reindeer <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Where's the PETA people at at yeah. right now? I mean, if this movie came out right now, that yeah. would be like a major violation. Yeah. And, and then later he gets a drunk when they're bonding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like drunken, like yeah. misery. Yeah. Property damage to multiple stores and his neighbor's home. Phil almost Harvard's burns home. it down. Almost burns it down. Sets his, what is it, a nativity scene or something? Or yeah, yeah. Some kind of head nativity on fire. Nativity scene. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> what I don't understand about it, and I, I, I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but when that head is in, he's like trying to sneakily steal the toy, right? From the, yeah. from the kid because yeah, he's, he's pissed at Phil Hartman. He resorted to trying to steal Phil Hartman's son's toy. What I don't understand is I know that the, whatever the plastic head got into the fireplace, I don't even know how it got in there, but it was in there and it was smoking. 
So what would you do? Like, I know it was smoking. So get the hell out of there. It's not going to burn the house down because it's in the fireplace. Yeah. He kicks it out to try to like put it out and it just basically lights the whole thing on fire. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's just physical comedy, right? Yeah. But I don't know if that was the right move. Keep the fire contained to the fireplace, In you the say? fireplace. <laughs> but right. that's conventional and wisdom, right? The biggest crime is probably he's an accessory to a bombing in the radio <laughs> station. The Sinbad has a bomb in the radio station. <laughs> So that's like, that's terroristic crime right there. Oh man, he'd be in yeah. Guantanamo right so, now. Anyway, I, I move on and on and on and on. We could spend hours on, on Arnold, but obviously Arnold, bad dad, but lots of comedy along the way. A lot of physical comedy. And he's terrible at saying his lines. And he, he's terrible at his, his, imp, his improv, his improvisit, I can't say that word. <laughs> his what? Improvisation? Improvisation skills oh, okay. are, are terrible. <laughs> That's why they got Sinbad. Though. With both Hartman and Sinbad. Like, they're trying to bounce stuff off of yeah. him, and he just can't do it. And that's another thing about Arnold that I thought was kind of... Eh, eh. I, I loved it, though. I loved but it. That. Was, uh, it was great in the end. So, uh, so who's next? So, one of my favorite characters in this movie, Phil. Bill. Phil the Phil Hartman. The Phil Hartman. Phil the Phil Hartman. What was his name? Uh... uh Ted? Ted? Ted. Ted. Oh, my God. Ted is such the name. Sorry to everyone named Ted. Ted. But if you're named Ted and you're friends with me, I'm worried about you stealing my wife. (laughs) Well, put it this way. It's like the way you say it. Ted. 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 I actually have a friend named Ted, so I got to watch out. (laughs) But Ted, Ted, this character Ted is one of my favorite characters in the movie. One of my favorite characters probably in any movie I've watched. Yeah, any, any, any holiday movie, he's in the tops there. He's so good. And it could only be Phil Hartman because Phil Hartman has the perfect amount of he just is a regular dude. He He's a regular looking guy. You know, he's not like a pretty boy like Rob Lowe or something like that. Yeah. He's just a regular looking guy who went through a divorce. We uh, find out yeah. and throughout this divorce and we don't know why or how uh, I could speculate. Yeah. Um, you know, he 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 just has a thing for the what ladies. He, what did he do? The the cause the divorce like maybe he didn't do it maybe the wife did it I how I don't did they know. split up I feel like you know he might be going to some meetings for some type of addiction oh of of the uh, not alcohol <laughs> yes because not drugs the way that he operates in this movie and I'm gonna say operates he's because a, yeah. he's an operator he has a thirst yeah he, he he's has a hunger very, <laughs> he's he's got a little he's got a little hunger yeah he for the cookies <laughs> for the cookies right for the cookies. I mean, like we said in the beginning of the show, you, another man's wife's cookies are off limits. Yeah. You cannot take them. I don't care how good they look. I don't care how many chocolate chips are in those cookies. They're not your cookies. He does not abide. No, he does not abide by that law. By the rule. But in any event, this dude, I guess, went through a divorce and he is now the perfect man. He's got all these women coming up yeah. to him at all these events. Like, you know, what, uh, what does the one lady say to him at the basketball game? Hey, I baked you cookies. Thanks for quote fixing my screen door. And she said it. Yeah, in a very, very provocative sexy. way. She, I was like, I was like, whoa. And then, and then, what was the other one? Would you look at my porch light? You know, you being such a handy man. Oh, he is handy, all right. He's handy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's got a toolbox. Those hands are everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> he's right. a little handy. So, I mean, this is like, I don't know. Maybe this goes in in with uh, with what's his name? Randy Cornfield might have written these lines in because while he was writing for Cinemax at eleven thirty p.m., he was throwing some of these lines in <laughs> because I feel, I feel like some of these lines are so they crack me up every time. And yeah. obviously, as a kid, you're not going to pick up on any of this. Right. Stuff. This is this is the type of thing. This is what I'm talking about. As a kid watching this movie, this is gold right here, and it just completely flew over my head. See, I, I didn't to, care about it. I have to say something. Okay, now I have to say something about writers that can carefully put these innuendos in there in these family movies so that a kid has no idea what the hell they're talking about. Right. But an adult, like if I'm an adult and I'm watching that with my kid right now, Uh I'm I'm a little uncomfortable. Like, uh, yeah, like, uh, for example, because what if they know, like, for example, like SpongeBob does that very well. Yeah. Ren and Stimpy used to do it. There's a lot of adult jokes in SpongeBob and Ren and Stimpy cartoons like that. So both ages can enjoy it, but there is a skill involved in writing that. So Cornfield, good job. I, I feel like, you know, that was really great. Yeah. And then you get you get together. I mean, there's another one like we should get together and swap recipes. Ooh. I mean, that's a little Ooh. that's a little risque. Yeah, there. that's that's a little too literal. At almost. one point, his kid who I have another thing about his kid and we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But his kid says, uh, Jake Lloyd says, oh, your dad's so cool. I wish my dad was like that. And then the other kid says, Johnny says, oh, he wasn't always like this. Only until my parents got divorced. Yeah. <laughs> only until they got divorced. Right. So did they get divorced because he was creeping around? Or See, 
Did he creep around because he never was able he, to? I feel like you hit it all the head. He's he's got he's the a tendencies. Bit of an addict. He's got the ten. He's yeah, got he's the got ten- the tendencies. He's a little thirsty. So right when he when the kid said that line, yeah, I thought the mother was like dead or something. Yeah, like she passed away. She passed away. And though that's how that's how Phil Hartman has custody of this kid. Yeah, because usually how does the, how does the man get custody? So now that we know they're divorced, how did Phil Hartman get custody of this kid? Now, obviously, he's he's probably a good father. Yeah, I mean, all all sides point to him being a great dad and a great guy. It's just that he's macking on the side here. But but is he a good father? Because there's that scene where the kids are playing in the other room and he's pissed because uh, what's her name goes upstairs to take yeah. a bath. He's like trying to like really he's trying to work it. Yeah, and then she goes upstairs to take a bath and the like he has a second alone. Yeah, and the kids are being a little out. They're just being kids. Yeah, and he's like pipe down in there. He yells. He's so mad because he's just like really frustrated. Yeah, it's getting out there, but still on the surface he he treats the well. But anyway. what I, but I was thinking he got custody of this kid. You know how it happened? How? They're in court, right? Who's who's the judge? It's is a female it's a judge. It's a lady judge, okay. It's a lady judge. Now, this whole movie, every time Phil Hartman is interacting with any woman except for Arnold's wife, who he's trying to get with. He's got that charm, man. They're all eaten out of the palm of his hand. So he sexes up that female judge, big a big bada boob, he's got the kid. <laughs> he pulls a little Does that sneaky, happen? That has, that's the only logical business. explanation. I can see it. It's the only way. I can see it. No, I, I believe it. I mean... But but I want to say that he makes this movie because without him, I feel like it would have just been a, an Arnold just acting cheesy. Um, I think Sinbad, Sinbad adds some, and we'll get to that in a second. But I, I want to say that Phil Hartman, to me, is one of my favorite parts of this movie. I think yeah. he's hilarious. The way that he delivers a lot of these lines, too. I mean, you heard you already heard the cookie line. There's a million of these lines throughout the movie. If yeah. you haven't seen it, I encourage you to look it up. It's it's very funny. And uh, quickly, why don't, you, uh, why don't you go through the list of... Of indiscretions. Oh my God. Phil Hartman. So I put together a list called the list of Phil Hartman violations. Okay. So, <laughs> so this gets what violations against man. Yeah. Against kind of like the, the man code. He's violating guy code. Yeah. He's violating yeah. guy code. Um, I'll go through these quick. Cause I don't want to spend too much time, but he puts up the Christmas lights on Arnold's house before Arnold gets home. I was so pissed when I saw that major violation. Oof. See, that didn't, that didn't make me the most mad, but yeah. you said it did. It made you the most I, mad. I thought that was very, very, just the total violation. I mean, that is the ultimate. It's not the ultimate because you'll see the ultimate in a second, but well, that, that is up there with violations. Even though the lights weren't up and it was Christmas Eve. Get the hell home, Arnold. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of his fault, too. Howie, like, stop being a jerk. Howie Long. What's, uh, Howie, <laughs> Howie Longfield. Long, Howie Long, I don't know. Langston. Langston. Howard oh, Langston. <laughs> <laughs> go on. Go on. So, uh, also, he uh, videotapes the karate class, but like he's making a point to also videotape his son. And that's at the point where you, you think it's he's being a nice neighbor. Yeah. He's trying to help out. No, but all of these acts, he's kind of put it in Arnold's face. Yes. That you're not there. I am. He's I'm, making I'm, a point. I'm making a move on your wife. And so many, without saying it, he he's, buys. He's, yeah. He buys his kid a reindeer. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's not a violation, I guess. But it's just that to me is just kind of, come on, dude. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. So uh, he owns this reindeer. And, and then he also, I mean, we heard it with the cookies. He's finishing the cookies while his wife takes a bath. I'm sorry. You should not be at a man's house while his wife is upstairs taking a bath. Oh, That's a man. violation. <laughs> That's a violation. And he, he encourages her to take the bath. Oh, he, it's his idea. Yeah. Uh, this is Cornfield here, man. Cornfield knows what he's doing. <laughs> but, uh, and then, and then the other thing too, which was the ultimate was Arnold comes home and he sees him putting the star on the top of the tree. And, like, his wife calls him out on it, but she doesn't take it down. No. And then he sees it through the window. He doesn't really hear the conversation, but she's like, hey, that's Howard's job. That's, you know, that's kind of messed up. Right. Um, he, he tries to put the move on, on his wife in the car. Yep. He's like, oh, I, I know how you've always wanted me. It started at that night when you asked me about how to marinate my ahi tuna. <laughs> See, he played his cards too fast. Yeah. He Well, he tried right to there. rush, and what's the yep. rush? Like, I don't yep. understand, and I'm not trying to... You know, say that you should go steal someone's wife, you yeah. know, but I'm thinking maybe there's some some kind of club where it's like there's a contest that the sex addicts club. Like they're trying to bang the like most wives. Like a bunch of creeps. Yeah. They're trying to bang the most wives before Christmas. That's why he like he he had to go to pull the trigger. It was now or never. Listen, this yeah. I don't want to go back to too many old movies that we've done. Yeah. But what other movie was in Minnesota and a guy who had a thing for moms? Gordon Bob <laughs> Bay. Do you think that? Do you think that they're hanging out? Like, I don't want to say that these movies have like a shared universe, well, but do you think that maybe they yes, met at that? They club? do have a shared universe. The rehab. And, and yes, Bob Bay's in Minnesota. This movie takes place in Minnesota. 
Bombay in 92, remember, he was kind of timid about yeah. getting Charlie's He was wife. getting his feet wet. Yeah, about getting Charlie's mom, right? So five years down the line, he's a more seasoned veteran yeah. of, of wife-stealing, mom-bagging. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> so he starts this club. <laughs> what would you call this club? I mean, we, we oh, need to create a name. Yeah, we'll call it. We'll call it the Creep Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> right? Where, I think that's perfect. So if you just get you this Creep Hall of Fame, where it's where you just creep on all the women. Can we create? Like, I think what we need to do is we need to create. Yeah. So I'm sure there's going to be more creeps in these movies that we yeah. watch. We need to create this. I mean, two out of three so far. I mean, so whereas Bob Bay was was trying to get all the hockey mobs, yeah. Phil Hartman here was trying to get with all the. The wives of the neighborhood. Now like the neighborhood. That's so, like so. How many wives and and uh, moms in that little neighborhood cul-de-sac do you think he he got to? I mean, before, how many before he started working on Arnold? Well, how many houses did you say there were? I mean, we did I, the math. Uh, let's on this, say right? there's twenty houses, just the block up and down so, both sides of the street. I'm gonna say okay. So if 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 he's only going after divorcees at this point, I would no 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 no. I would say divorcees because because Arnold or singles. Is, uh, Arnold's wife is, is 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 happily married, as far as we know. Besides I, the whole absentee thing. But I feel like this is a challenge for him. It was oh. too easy before. He worked up to this. Like moment. he he's only going right. after single ladies, okay? Because that's what he has kind of like had so experience with. He doesn't want to get to that rep yet of taking a wife, right? Okay, because that I mean that's right. like I said, that's pretty serious. All right, so twenty houses. What's the divorce rate? If you if you're looking at a divorce rate slightly over fifty percent, okay. let's just say that. I don't know what it was in ninety six. All right, we'll call it fifty percent to make 50. it easy. So that's like at least ten moms. So that's ten houses with single wives, mobs. I there. mean, there was what like at least four of them that were in the movie. Yeah, that were just blatantly hitting on him. But I see. I couldn't tell if he was just over them. Like he didn't have any interest in them anymore. I, I think he hit it and quit it all of them because like, they all wanted more. Yeah, they were all very sexual in their in their innuendo, and he was like, ha ha yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, like he was done with them. But because he had his eyes set on a higher prize. Right, he was focused. But I don't know why if, listen, I'm not advocating stealing someone's wife, but if you're going to do that and you look like Phil Hartman, you better not go after a guy's wife of, like, the husband looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Well, you know what he was doing, though? I mean, it was like the ultimate challenge. It's like... Most dangerous game. Yeah, the most dangerous game is the most most enjoyable. Listen, I feel like Phil Hartman immediately gets inducted number one into yeah. our creep hall of creep fame. fame we got to set that up on the website um, yeah l- let's put like let's put a page on the website yeah. and i'll put we'll like get a that plaque working. or something yeah. like we'll, we'll get him on there and we'll talk about like the violations yeah. and like what he does right because bombay is like is like little league compared to this right he's like peewee hockey league yeah. compared to this i feel like like you know this guy's but ultimate i love the coincidences they're both from minnesota i love it yeah they had to have gotten together this is the only way yeah because they're in minneapolis it's like it's like the same town they might have even hung out at the mall yeah. together it's the only way that he made that move so quick on christmas eve because he had to get it done it was a, it was a, it was a game let's talk about sinbad a little bit all right let's get on to sinbad i know we don't have that much time but sinbad to me tell me about sinbad well sinbad uh he's this ruthless mailman He's a mailman, the same dad as Arnold, except also he's a single dad as well. Yeah, and uh, divorced as well. And he's kind of, kind of a, kind of a on the fringe. He's kind of a lunatic. He's kind of crazy. Wants that Turbo Man doll for his son too. Kind of has past baggage about not getting the toy he wanted as a kid. And he relays this message to Arnold on a diner scene where it kind of ruined his life kind of changed his life that he didn't get the toy he wanted it kind of set him down a, a, a spiral he had a bonding moment yes so you know he's very quick-witted terrible mailman total disregard for the mail he's, he's throwing mail everywhere at one point he's trying to race arnold for this he's like doll throwing packages and he's, at him he's, he's lighting the load by throwing packages <laughs> <laughs> he's getting knocked down in the mall mail's flying everywhere that mail's not getting delivered. There are Christmas cards. There's money in those cards. I guarantee it. There's gift cards in those <laughs> in those in those cards. Nothing. They're all gone. Gone forever. So, uh, what do you think about this? I know. See, I know. You already told me you have a you have a very strong theory here. So, two things. First thing, I know mailmen and I know mail ladies all over the town, and I yeah. feel like they would never disregard mail like that. No, oh, it's a yeah. very serious thing to them, and I I know them very well. Like they're very nice, and they're very very protective that your mail gets to your house. Right. The, the only other great uh, 
a, a, the great, a terrible mailman in this world would be a Newman from Seinfeld. Yeah, right, right. Is the only other <laughs> yeah, one I can think of that's just exactly total disregard for all mail. But I mean, real male male people, yeah. they're awesome and they're right. so good at getting you the mail. I have very much respect for them. Sinbad, I think, is impersonating mailman. My theory, <laughs> and I'm not trying to go Hans on you here again. No, go Hans on us, please. I, I don't want to go full Hans, yeah. but I have a theory to me that this dude doesn't even have a kid or, or maybe he does have a kid and maybe he's divorced. Like I, I mean, he is divorced. Right. Yeah, yeah. But my theory is that he, he's not getting this doll for him, yeah. for his kid. Yeah. He's getting it for himself because if you listen to him talk that scene, he's talking about how he wanted that thing. What was it? The Johnny seven toy when he was a kid Yeah, and he didn't get it. He didn't get it. I feel like he's trying to, he's trying to somehow recreate his childhood for himself. I might, like I said, I'm not trying to go full Hans on you here. But I feel like, what if he doesn't really even have a kid? What if he's not even a mailman? What if he just kind of is dressing up like one because he like got out of the loony bin uh-huh. and he's just walking all over the town and he just wants <laughs> this toy so bad? Maybe he thought he would get yeah. it in the mail. Yeah. He's he just busted out of the mental asylum. It's just a he's classic mental asylum like yeah. character. It's that type material. of behavior. This like he has no he has blatant disregard for all human life. Remember he he fake chokes this the woman in the line. Yeah, that was messed yeah. up. Yeah. As a bomb, I mean, he, he didn't make the bomb, but still, he, he used it to fool the police. But the thing is, he didn't even think that it, well, he was faking that it was one at first, and yeah. then, like, he shook it, and it actually wasn't, and it was, like, the big reveal, and it was funny, yeah. but then he had another one, yeah. and, and, like, the cop tried to act like, the cop who, by the way, has the worst luck in the world, Yeah, completely, like, his bike gets screwed up, he burns his hands on coffee, he, get, he gets blown up in a bomb, yeah. it's, it's pretty bad. This cop so, has the worst luck ever. So I, I'm totally with you on this theory. This is the theory where he's not a real mailman. He doesn't even have a real son. I'm with you. That's I'm going to go with that. That's true. That's and I'm gospel. Gonna, and I'll say this too. Another reason why he doesn't have a son. He was about to kill Arnold's son for the toy. Yeah. No oh, person yeah. that actually has a son would do that. He put his son in total danger in that parade stunt. I don't care how bad you want that toy. Yeah. So I'm I, with you. 100%. Anything about anything else about Sinbad that you that you liked or you didn't like? No, just the fact that. He was his stand up was great in the movie. In the movie, I think he did a couple of bits. Yeah, that he sounded was good. like stand up bits. That was kind of a he. He was a improv. When you first get introduced to him, I think he does a really good job. Like you were talking about, like the consumerism. The consumerism and part, yeah, that was total stand up material. And uh, also, I thought he played a good villain. Like when he made the turn, especially when he turned into the Turbo Man villain. I forget his name. Demento or Demento, whatever, whatever it was. The when, brain uh, guy. Yeah, the ridiculous parade scene where he actually donned the costume. I yeah. thought that. He actually, he, he upped his game. He really became a good cartoon villain. But let's move on. So I, I want to just quickly hit on this because I feel like we really need to do this. But yeah. how would modern technology change oh. this movie? So if toys sold out, you got to pony up the scratch and go on eBay. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Easy. I mean, you could pay if he's a businessman and he's got this mattress shop. He could pay whatever he wants to get this thing. If he's working all those hours, hey, he drops three hundo on... The fake Santa, yeah, Spanish one. The Spanish one. Yeah. He, my God. He yeah. could have easily spent that on eBay. So so how much did this toy cost, retail value? So I don't know how much it cost. What do you think, anyway? I they, don't they, don't, they never say it. I My personal thought would be it would be somewhere around like 20 bucks. If you're thinking okay. about 1996. All right, 20 bucks. We'll call it between 20 and $30. Okay, thir- let's do 29 yeah. 99 All right, 29 99 So if the on re- in Toys R Us, it's twenty nine ninety nine. How much does this cost on eBay? This day so I for this, this kind up. of toy that's sold out everywhere. So I look this up. Okay, yeah. now today yeah. you can buy the Turbo Man on yeah. eBay. I don't know what it'll be when this recording drops, yeah. but today when before we recorded, I looked this up on eBay. Well, I put a bid in. So you did. Okay, it's cool. higher. Hey man, higher it's now. almost Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was one hundred eighty nine dollars on on like a novelty item. <laughs> so in, in this world, I'm gonna say that price is gonna be upwards of like. It's going to be 500 bucks. Because they'll pay for it. They will. Well, think about they like will. back in the day, like remember when uh, Nintendo Wii came out and all these other things like Wii, PS4, or PS3 yeah. at the time. The Wii was the one. It was hard. You couldn't get a Wii. Because it was like 250 yeah. $299. People were buying them up and reselling them on Craigslist and yeah. at eBay real quick. I mean, the markup on something like that is ridiculous. Yeah. And and I, I think maybe at the time, if I'm talking about this thing's going to be hundreds of dollars. Yeah, hundreds. I agree. I think 500 is a good ebay price but because think, they'll they'll buy it all those people were trampling each other for them. think about this movie you know if ebay existed if craigslist existed yeah. they could have said hey you know i got this thing i'm gonna get it right now i mean obviously he'd have to overnight it to himself even amazon 
Yeah. If he got on Amazon, he could get it or something. Like, I don't know. Right. But I mean, this toy was nowhere to be found in this town. Nowhere. He couldn't. I don't know. I don't even know why he didn't look at driving somewhere else. Well, he he's didn't in even the drive. town where the Mall of America resides. I that's mean, true. if it's not there, where's it going to be? Yeah, that's true. I yeah. mean, but there was no mom and pop shop yeah. out like in Gordon Bombay's town, like a little outside of the city. I don't know. So I don't know. I, I mean, there's probably other ways. I want everybody else to write into us. What modern technology would you guys think would change this movie? What What other ways? I mean, we're talking about eBay, Craigslist. Yeah. You know, what What do you guys think? Leave a comment on the SoundCloud player. Leave a comment on the website. Let us right. know what you think. So real quick, let's break down this last final finale the final scene. Act. Yeah. The final act, like this crazy part of this parade yeah um one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie it's completely Tell me what absurd. happens i mean there's not we don't have to spend a lot of time on it because it's so absurd so ridiculous that it's not even worth nitpicking right yeah. so it's basically there's a parade with turbo man and he's gonna have this scene and he's gonna give the turbo man doll away to a kid in the audience and then the villain is gonna come in and they're gonna fight and blah 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 well arnold sub- accidentally gets roped into being turbo man and then Sinbad comes through as the bad guy and steals the costume of the bad of the of the villain, and they kind of have a showdown. Yeah, Sinbad steals Arnold's kid, who Arnold points out to give the doll to. Endangers his life, gets him on top of a building, almost kid kills falls, the kid. almost kills the kid. And the mother isn't overly concerned about her kids. I mean, she's just, she's concerned. Yeah, but it's like she would be flip it out and she's like she's like oh dear my kid well even at one point somebody says like oh man look at that. somebody's gonna help and they're like no no ma'am this is part of the part of the, part the, of the act yeah. but wouldn't his mom know well that that it wasn't yeah. there was plenty of times where arnold and sinbad were fighting as these two characters in the middle of the parade and the mom of that kid arnold's wife knows the kid's not part of the story i feel like she would have ran right out of that parade yeah. as a protective <laughs> mama bear and just snatched that kid out of danger before anything happened yeah. because the kid's like well, <laughs> It's ridiculous. He's in danger. Obviously, the kid isn't part of the show, or else the mom would have known about it. But anyway, there's a million things wrong with the scene, but also very right. So yeah, it's not I, worth getting too into. I have I have like a couple just quick go, go quick notes. Go for it. First, uh, if Arnold's filling in for a guy who got into a jetpack injury, yeah. and died or whatever, he's in the hospital. He's like, yeah. oh yeah, he's got brain function or something. <laughs> the, the I love how like one of the biggest physically biggest men in the world. Yeah. Like this suit just happened to fit him. Snugly fits. Perfectly. It's like it's yeah. snugly fits. He's a bodybuilder. Yeah. He he's bigger than like ninety five percent. His clothes of the men are tailor made. Nothing fits him probably. Yeah, yeah. Which is hilarious. That was funny as hell. Um, I also loved the marching band that had an electric guitarist playing like the song <laughs> to the music. That was pretty <laughs> it was awesome. Hot. I loved it. Um, and I also love like the float, the police float, where the cops doing like flips, like while the float is going. It's like hilarious See, to me. I hate parades, but I would be into this parade. That parade was pretty yeah, awesome. I would be into it. I, I would like that. I, I also I, I hate parades, but the, this parade is great. The other thing that I also loved, and I also thought it was hilarious, was when Booster falls off the stage. Yeah. Like the kids start like beating him. They up. hate him. Like they hate him so much. They they were like they were kicking him yeah. and like punching him. They're like, we hate you booster. <laughs> they hate him because he's not turbo man. That was, it's that sad. was pretty funny, but it's it was sad. also kind of bad. Cause if you're a kid watching that, you don't want to teach that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I also love how nobody recognized Arnold as turbo man. Yeah. That's I, the number one. I guess yeah. if you're going to have a bomb blow up and nobody dies, yeah. it's realistic to assume that no one would recognize him. He's right. got a voice changer. He's got a visor. But let me tell you this. Arnold has the most recognizable mouth <laughs> in the history of mankind. He does. He really you could does. pick his mouth out of any lineup. He really does. So the wife and the son should see it, no doubt. But the you know, kids are stupid, so you can understand that. But the wife, she's like, oh, Turbo Man. And when she finds out that Arnold is Turbo Man, she gets turned on big time, doesn't she? She does. She's and, like, ooh, hey, we're that's, in the bedroom, you know? And the funny thing about that is, like, so the kid doesn't want the toy anymore. He, yeah. he just wants his dad, because his dad's Turbo Man. Yeah. And that's the proof that this kid is actually a pretty good kid. They, good message. The parents raised him right. Yeah. Uh, the parent raised him right, because yes. Arnold was never yeah, around. One parent, yeah. But I feel like he was a good kid. He was actually a nice kid. And he gave the toy to, you know, childless Sinbad, who yeah. he gave it up because he's like, I don't need the toy. I got real life Turbo Man in my house. Right, that's great. But like, what do you think? So what happens after this movie? Do you think that the next day the kid like realizes, hey, my dad is not actually Turbo Man. And <laughs> like, he was just, he lied to me again. I mean, my dad's yeah. like this liar. So let's paint the scenario. It's Christmas morning. There's no Turbo Man on the tree. Obviously the kid knows he's not getting a Turbo Man. That's fine because he has yeah. the real Turbo Man at home. Yeah. Come to find out, wait, my dad isn't really Turbo Man. He's just howie again 
And he can't fly. And, does and he, he doesn't fight crime. Does he assume that he's just going to walk around in that suit all the time? I think he does. I think he thinks he literally is Turbo Man. I think this kid is of the world where Turbo Man really exists. Yeah. He's going to be disappointed big time. And there's no <laughs> toy to fall back on. Or is he done with Turbo Man? No, I, maybe he finds the next thing or yeah, something. He, I don't know. Once he realizes Turbo Man isn't real, he's like done with it. But I feel like you're, you're right. Like he thinks that his dad is actually Turbo Man and yeah. he's going to be like expect his dad yeah. to be walking around in that costume. Sure. Well, guess what? Daddy's going back to the mattress shop He's to sell some more mattresses. Sell. Listen, people gotta people gotta sleep, right? I feel they gotta sleep. <laughs> I feel like people gotta sleep. I feel like the next the next Christmas is gonna be this all over yeah. again. Well, because I feel like he didn't learn his lesson. You know uh, what I mean? It seems like he did. He lucked into saving the day. He really did. Yeah, he was gone all Christmas Eve. He was gone. Right, and because he was trying to find this toy. Yeah. Because to almost, him, the, the yeah. toy represented the love. Yeah, almost got replaced by Phil Hartman. Jamie. <laughs> so let me ask you. Next month, when Jamie's going up for his green belt or whatever, yeah. his next karate demonstration, is Arnold going to be there for that? He's going to miss that too. No, he's going to miss that. <laughs> he's going to miss it, right? He's going to miss that. So. Does Phil Hartman move out of town because he's scared of Arnold kicking his ass now? No. Well, let me ask you this. When Arnold disappoints all next year, does Phil Hartman continue? Does he keep going? How <laughs> long know. does it take? How many? How long does it take for Phil to get in there with his wife? I don't think it would be successful because I just feel like he he rushed it. Had he yeah, she, waited I guess he a already blew longer? it. She already busted him up. Yeah, yeah, because he he went like I don't know what the rush was. Like he just it was it was Bombay Sex Club. Yeah, he tried he, to get it in before Christmas he, and it didn't work. He was just he went way he was way too impatient. He was, and again violation, total violation. He played it so slow for so long. He got away a little bit more. Yeah, but. total violation. Yeah. Anyway, so I know we always try to change out the actors yeah. we can't do it with a lot here but we talked about a couple tell me about some of the changes right here. well arnold you can't change because it makes the movie the what it is it yeah. wouldn't be funny if it wasn't arnold because it would like be like you said it would be sad yeah. without him sidbad sidbad was great in this i felt yeah. as, as this role but it would have to be another stand-up actor i feel because it has they have to have the quick wit the chops who are you thinking i was thinking eddie murphy yeah so i eddie, could see that eddie murphy um after uh towards the mid to late 90s he was in some family movies, like Nutty Professor, started doing other kids' movies on Norbit. I don't know, some yeah. other stuff, whatever, some <laughs> other crap. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was too good for this movie yeah. back then, but yeah. he would fit this mold of oh, quick he do wits. It now. He could play a dad, and that quick, quick talking, yeah. you know, easily it could it could be Eddie Murphy. That's my pick. Um, The wife is doesn't matter. Literally anybody. She, her lines are so wooded, it doesn't matter. I've, she wasn't really in it much, no. too. It's Tom Hanks' wife. I forget her name. Yeah, Rita, Rita Wilson, Wilson, I think. Yeah, Rita yeah, Wilson. It's Tom Hanks' wife in real life. I mean, she did a good job for what I it mean, was. I mean, she wasn't but... terrible, but it's like the character was was hollow. There was nothing to it. Yeah, and that's part of the yeah. writing, so thanks a lot, Cornfield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it, Barry Cornfield? Barry Cornfield. I don't know, something. Whatever. Cornfield, whatever. Yeah. And uh, Phil Hartman, like, it's very hard to, like, he was SNL. Think of all the SNL alums, yeah. like uh, Mike Myers. Uh, Dana Carvey, they they all don't match. It's all Phil Hartman. Like none of them can what's, match this. What's kind the of, dude that did uh, Ladies Man? What what's uh, his name? Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows. I feel like he could have done it. He might be the the next best, but he, of, the, he, of that list. Yeah, and he was in some stuff. I mean, yeah. I, but I feel like he would be he would be the only other one. I mean, we looked up SNL like literal cast members, and yeah. I, I couldn't see anyone on that list. Can can match the chops of Phil Hartman. Hartman was role. awesome. He's good. He's so good at like immersing himself in a role. Yeah, and kind of playing this dual character. Dude, he was, he was so funny in that yeah. role. Like, I great. loved it. He's part. He's yeah. more than half, and I love Arnold yeah. more than a lot of people. But I feel like he was so much more the reason why I love this movie because he was so funny. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. The other thing was maybe a guy like Alec Baldwin. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. He's got a big face. I mean, I feel like he could do it. He he has that soft spoken like nature to him. Yeah, but I don't know if he's like I don't know. <laughs> For lack of a better word, sexual enough. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's not. I don't know. He doesn't have that, like, you know, that go-to. He's not a creep. He's not a creep, right? He's not a creep. But he is a creep in real life, though, isn't he? Well, he's had his family problems. I don't know if he's a creep or not. Yeah, so, I don't know. Maybe he's not stealing wives, but I mean, neither was Phil Hartman. But Phil Hartman's a like class actor. I feel. Yeah, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like Alec Baldwin is too, like, lumpy. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean. I, I can't describe it, but you know exactly I, what I, I mean. I get you. I right? get you. No, yeah. I get it. Yeah. 
I think, and, and I'll say this, I know you disagree with me on this, but they could have casted any other kid. I'd like to see your nephew in this movie over yeah. this kid. I, no. I'm sorry. No, this kid was perfect. He acted like a kid. He was very natural. You just, you just don't know. <laughs> this kid has great things Listen, ahead of him. Agree to disagree. <laughs> in 96, this kid, the sky's the limit. I would bet on it. I, I know we like to do uh, changing the ending and creating the sequel. We kind of did that a little bit, but I, I we don't really need to create a sequel, do we? Because it's already been done. Yeah. As of what, like a yeah, week ago? I saw a commercial. Brand new movie. Jiggle all the way too. That's, Straight to DVD. That bothers me, okay? Yeah. It makes me mad. Yeah. Who's the star? It's Larry the Cable Larry Guy. Larry the Cable Guy. Larry's in the car. Must be a winner, right? Sure. But it was WWE It's a films, WWE right? production film. Because, yeah. uh, what is it, Santino's in Santino. it? Santino. Which is so odd because he's not even like a main character. Guy, yeah, I don't know. It's destined for failure. I thought it was odd that they would. It's direct to DVD, right? Yeah, but you, we talk about this. People, uh, like production companies, they do it all the time. They buy the rights to the name Jiggle All the Way or yeah. American Pie Presents, blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do with the other characters. I feel the like they're just selling uh, out, like they're selling the property, yeah. the name. Um, but I felt like this movie doesn't have enough pool to like generate sales like you see jiggle all the way i feel yeah. like it won't make you want to well, buy the movie i don't it's, know i'll get it it's not remembered like you know some of these other movies right. like yeah it's remembered because it's on television now but it's not arnold schwarzenegger like I, i'm sorry larry the cable guy maybe to some people he's like a huge star but to me there's there's no comparison i mean you have a guy like arnold and then you have him it yeah. just doesn't it's work. weird it doesn't make sense i don't know but he has an audience though so i'm sure people will buy it yeah i mean not for us but whatever other people to each sure. his own yeah to each fine. his or her own sure um, it's so, so I, I want to leave you with this before we reveal next week's movie. Cause I, I mentioned in the beginning, we're doing a two part Christmas special. Yeah. So what, without revealing the movie that we're going to do, cause you already know it. Yes. What, what are some of your favorite Christmas movies? Like, what do you uh, watch every year that uh-huh. every Christmas time, like you got to watch it with your family, you know with your nephew. Everyone says a Christmas story. I feel it's a little overrated. Yeah. I think so too. Uh, maybe it's because of overexposure. Yeah. Um, it's I like, like 24 hours. A day. I like Scrooge. We actually watched that uh, last yes. week. I love that. That's movie. great. Bill Murray's awesome. Yeah. I really like uh, Trapped in Paradise. That's a great movie. With uh, Nick Cage, Cage. and uh, <laughs> Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. Hashtag all you need is Cage. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously Nick Cage. Uh, he played it straight. Um, I don't know. What else? I like... Uh, what about Christmas Vacation? Come on. Christmas Vacation? I, I forgot Classic. about that one. Jeez. Die Hard is another one, right? Die, see, that's disputed. Some yeah. people argue that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It uh, takes place in Christmas time. Yes, but there's a lot of Christmas all throughout that movie, though. And it's, yeah. It's part, of, it's part of the plot. I agree with and you. And it raises the stakes of the movie, I feel. It being Christmas time, I don't know, it just kind of does. I it, wanna, makes it, it makes it bigger. I want to pose that to the listeners, too. Yeah. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie yeah. or not? Right, right in. And Leave I a know comment it, on the And the player. thing is, I know it's a thing for people to argue it's a Christmas movie just because like, people like to troll other people, especially, yeah. I feel like, wives and girlfriends who argue, no, it's not. The, the, the husband or boyfriend or whoever will, like, troll the wife. Yeah, because yeah. we got to be tough guys. Yeah. And, and It's a thing to say it is, but I think it truly is. What's your ultimate Christmas movie? Is it, it, I mean, is the one we're doing next week, is that your ultimate one? I guess so. I mean, it's, it's, it's really hard to say. I mean, I like Gremlins a lot too. Gremlins is you great. You don't think of Gremlins? That Gremlins is kind of forgotten. That's a great Christmas movie. It's a great movie. movie. But I guess, yeah, I guess our next one I mean, would be. To me, my ultimate, I would say my ultimate is Christmas Vacation just because it's yeah. like such a classic. And, and I actually recently watched that with like my brother-in-law who had never seen that before. Yeah. And I think he really liked it. It's, 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 Interesting to see how someone would react to that, being that it's an older movie for someone who has never seen it before. Like, you wonder if they would think it's as funny, you know, because there's like some slapstick humor in there. But yeah. I, I love that movie. It's one of my ultimate favorites. Yeah. Um, but I think the movie that we're going to do next week. So we, we got some some notes from people. Um, I just want to say this. We, we kind of like we're flying by the seat of our pants with the first couple episodes here. Um, we weren't really planning on releasing the next one. But now that we've got like more of a set schedule here. Uh, at the beginning of every week, we want to tell you guys what movie's coming out so you have a chance to watch it and listen with us. Um, so we want to give you some time to know what it is so you have some time and, and to watch it. But next week, why don't you tell everybody what we're going to watch? So next week we're doing Home Alone, which is probably my ultimate Christmas movie. Um, stars Macaulay Culkin, Kevin Arnold. Uh, Kevin Arnold. Kevin Arnold. <laughs> Kevin McAllister. <laughs> Kevin Arnold. <laughs> Kevin Arnold, was he Wonder Years? Yeah, Wonder Years. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, whatever same yeah, difference hey, yeah. I've had a few uh, <laughs> just kidding or, or, or am I <laughs> no uh, growing up uh, my name's also Kevin so the, the line Kevin you are such a disease my sister plenty of times has been has told me I'm a disease scarred me but also I love it 
So uh, awesome. we'll, we'll get into that next week. It also, a uh, fun fact, you told me this before, Joe Pesci in that movie oh, yeah. was supposed to be in Jingle All the Way, right? That's, That's right, told yeah. Me? Originally, I didn't um, know that. Uh, Joe Pesci was up for the role that Sidbad played in Jingle All the Way, but I guess uh, the uh, the producers went in another direction. I, I read it on Wikipedia, so I can't confirm that it's 100% fact, but I believe it's true. I feel like that would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, I mean, Joe Pesci's the kind of guy, he could pull that off. I don't do, know. Do you think it would have been better or worse? Uh, I, I, it might have been a little bit better, but Joe Pesci, well, I don't know. I liked Sinbad. I it would have changed the tone of the movie, yeah, I It would have. Because Pesci's like, yeah, Sinbad's fella. more playful. Yeah. Right? You're a little scared of Pesci, even though... Pesci might get a pipe out yeah. and beat you over the head. Yeah, Pesci was a little little scary in Home Alone. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, I'm, I'm looking yeah. forward to that one. So, and again, I, I think some of these movies we mentioned before... The critics, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores, they're not as high as you would think. So yeah. that's kind of why we want to look at these, because I feel like a lot of kids' movies, we said that when we were watching Mighty Ducks, the critics don't really like them that much. I don't know if they're trying to review it as an Oscar film or something, but yeah. it's just a fun movie. Well, yeah, it's just, you know, some of these are fan favorites, and rightfully so, yeah. but Home Alone, we we're trying to, to see why, you know, critics rate this movie poorly. Why is that? And... If our versions would it be better? Yeah, you know, these these questions that we ask. I'm looking forward to next week's episode, yeah. and I hope everyone else is. <laughs> There's a lot of hypothetical situations that we could squeeze through for Home Alone. So. Yeah. So, is there anything else you want to say about Jingle All the Way before we uh, sign off here? No, uh, other than if it comes on TBS the next week, I'll probably watch it again. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, this has been fun. Yeah. Um, you know, if you enjoyed the show, stay tuned for more. I mentioned we're doing Home Alone next week. Let us know what movies you want us to watch in the future. If you have a recommendation, send it in. Email us, thelastrowpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter, at thelastrowpod. Look for us on Facebook. We are also on Google+. And leave us a voicemail, 415-779-5278. That's 415-779-5278. It also is last at the end. And finally, if you're out on iTunes please hit us up on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you think. It really helps us out. Um, and if there's anything else, leave some messages on the the SoundCloud player. You can leave notes yes. right in the show. So that would be great to see what you guys think. Some of the notes we made, well, let us know what you think at those times too. So anything so, else? Get out there, buy your Tiobo bands. <laughs> Don't disappoint your Jamies. And uh, keep your hands off other people's wives' cookies. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs>